A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey everybody! Welcome to Mini Crush. Uh, I have Noel across from me. I have Ramsey to my left, to Noel's right, and we're gonna go ahead and just dive right into this thing. I've decided to not speak on this episode, Chuck. Oh well, then just leave. Put your pants on and get out of here. How do you know I don't have any pants on? You can't see into the. Are table. you kidding me? I have a nose, Noel. I was in here. That's, I can smell your butt. That's not kind. <laughs> I have a bidet. I got it from uh, from Tushy, not Tushy.com, which is a porn site. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a bidet? I do. Did you get one of those little... Uh, no, we, we had them as a sponsor on stuff they don't want you to know. It's so a, is it a thing that goes under your toilet? It's called I tushy. had one of those for a while. It's great. But uh, during the house renovation, I got lost, so I need to get it going again. How do you lose a bidet? Well, you know, you don't uh, keep up with it, and it walks out the front door. That's, oh, I see. And lives in the woods. I see. I got it. No, I, I don't got know it. what happened to it. Your contractor made off with your bidet. And well, then things get lost. He's got a really you know, clean butt. When you have a big renovation like that, That's just, fair. things go missing. Understood. Uh, I need to get another one, though. Do you like it? Does it keep your asshole clean? <laughs> have I not just said that three times? That I, I, have, the clean, I have the cleanest uh, butthole in the office, <laughs> except for the other people who also got uh, Tushy bidets as, uh, as free swag from a sponsorship. Too. That's right. I mean, the only reason you're mentioning that and you know this is because at our Christmas party this year, we had karaoke, we had a nice buffet, and we had a clean butthole contest. That's very true. And you won. Congratulations. Thanks, Chuck. Glad you remember. It was tough being the judge, but. Well, someone's got to do it, Chuck. Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Good God. What is wrong with us? What's wrong with you? <laughs> Good point. <laughs> I'm the one that said it. Sorry. All right, everyone. We're going to start off. Uh, we're going to get right into it here. Uh, since this is still January and we're all uh, uh, reveling in the films of 2019, I asked the movie crushers, Noel, what their top three were. Oh, nice. Like, no explanation. Just list them out. And, of course, people. Uh, didn't do that. 
Because he's in the movie Crushers. They do what they fucking please. Yeah. What's the guy's name in the last episode? He said Jimmy's going to do Jimmy's going to do what Jimmy's, Jimmy's going to do. do. Jimmy's gonna do. <laughs> uh, let me see here. Jennifer Adolph says, Biggest Little Farm. Oh, my wife loves that documentary. Uh, Downton Abbey. Haven't seen it? Oh, That's going to happen very soon. Yeah. They did make a movie. I never saw the show, so I would probably be completely lost and confused. And uh, Summer School, a.k.a. Midsummer. Oh. <laughs> Midsummer? Yeah, Midsummer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Karen Schlump Hughes, Lighthouse, Parasite, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, Rob Dickinson, one of our old friends, says Joker, uh, Endgame, and How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. Interesting. All right. Uh, let me see here. Blair uh, Christison says, The Mandalorian, The Watchmen, and The Witcher. Movies are dumb and overrated. All right. Ooh, Thanks for that. Making a statement there. Movies are dumb. Good Lord. And son. overrated. That's, 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 a, that's a bit of a walk. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that out there. I will say that the long-form storytelling is, is, is very interesting and compelling in its own way, but movies are very much their own thing. Blair. First time I've seen your name, Blair. Oh, but Blair is from New Zealand, so all is forgiven. Because that's one of the best places. Uh, Kristen Glenn Kister says Avengers Endgame, Knives Out, and Shazam. Oh, you know what? I love Shazam. I also love Shazam. I- I'm going to throw that on my honorable mentions list. Ramsey, you liked it? Yeah. It's a fun movie, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Fun message. Oh, yeah. And especially as a parent of an adopted kid, that whole angle was, uh, I thought, very meaningful and uh, well played. Uh, all right, here we go with Lillian Rolf, Endgame, Knives Out, and Frozen 2. Didn't see Frozen 2 yet. I really liked Frozen 1, though. Uh, you know, my daughter has just now gotten into it, and boy, is she into it. Frozen? Yeah, and Frozen 2. Did you guys see Frozen 2? Uh, Emily took her okay. and her uh, little best friend and her mom, and uh, boy, is she into it. She got a little Frozen dress and boots. Uh, we got her her first CD player, so now she has some autonomy with music. Oh, that's cool. Because, you know, we have Sonos in the house, and it's always me on the app, like, programming. Oh, i got to get some Sonos. So we're like, you know what? You're four and a half. You should be in control of some music. Got a little boom box with some CDs, and she's playing a lot of Frozen. <laughs> I think that Eden was six when the first Frozen came out, and she went apeshit for it. And I really liked it a lot, too. Like, we I both, hear Frozen we, 2 we, is really we great. We both got into the music together. and like, songs. You know, I very catchy. Really, I got to admit it. Yeah, I would like to see too. She saw it and she said she really liked it. Yeah, I'm sure it's great. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues 
pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Uh, thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Ian Lyons, one of our old friends, says, Jojo Rabbit, Uncut Gems, and Joker. Uh, 1917 could bump one of those out, though. Boy, I can't wait to see 1917. I got to see that, too. That and Parasite and all. Mm. Yeah, it's. I only found out recently that it's made to look like all one shot. Yes. I didn't realize that was like, I was like, why is everyone freaking out about another war movie? One continuous shot. Yeah. That's going to be great. And it's, what's his name? Uh, Roger Deakins. Oh, did he shoot it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Sam Mendes. Yeah. Uh, Yvonne Baudet says the Joker, Parasite, and Jojo Rabbit. And he also is looking forward to 1917. Uh, Anna Sh- uh, Shrestha. I always love saying Anna's comments because I'm just stymied by that name. Parasite, Endgame, and uh, Watchmen, the series... Because it was the best thing I saw this year. Fair enough. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. Uh, Patrick Gorman, one of our old friends, says, Cats. <laughs> he says he hasn't seen it yet, so he's kidding. Um, Midsummer and Joke. Or. <laughs> I botched that one, didn't I? That'd be funny if there was a, yeah, just Joke. Or. Uh, Joe Baumgartner says, Into the Spider-Verse, which I think we determined was 2018. Was that right, Ramsey? Did you look that up? Yes, sir, it was. Damn, when was it released? Was it late? Had to have been late. I think it was, but I, I think what, what, what I, I thought when I was coming up my top 10 list or trying to, it was, I think I put that on there, but then I had to check it. And as right. well as uh, if Bill Street could talk, I it's thought December. that was 2019. Oh, I didn't December see that of 2018. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that almost good. Well, so it's like borderline the, that counts. war movie hasn't even come out yet. Like, I, well, I think it's, I don't know if it was released in Atlanta in 2019. Yeah. In fact, it wasn't. What are you talking about? 1917? Yeah. It's not out anywhere yet. I don't I don't think. No, it, it's out. Is yeah. it really? Oh yeah. Did it, a limited. it was out for Oscar uh, oh. contention or but whatever. Oh, where? Like just New York and LA. It's such a, it's a big blockbuster movie. I'd never heard mm-hmm. of them doing uh limited releases of of a big war big movie. Big prestige like that. kind of war movie. Uh Joe Baumgartner, uh like I said, Into the Spider-Verse and then The Lighthouse and Good Boys. Good Boys. What is that? I think that's a Seth Rogen production like three little kids oh three kids 
yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah. Uh, super bad, super bad for uh, elementary school students. Yeah, I, think I did not, I did not see that. That looks uh, cute though. It's, it's the kid from our uh, room, right? I think that's right. Is one of them. Uh, Rob Reel says Knives Out, Star Wars, and Avengers Endgame. All right, here's a different one. Uh, Wendy White says uh, her number one film was Ford versus Ferrari. I've heard that's awesome. Everyone I've talked to said it's great. It's a great story. We did it on uh, Ridiculous History, Um, just the rivalry between them and, like, this guy Carroll Shelby who, like, designed the car. Yeah, I want to see it. It's a race. It's like an arms race almost. Like, there's a lot of tension. And and those races back then, like the Le Mans or whatever, they're really dangerous. Well, they still are, but back then especially. Back then they were like, there was no regulation, no seatbelts. People just got, like, Yeah, and these cars didn't perform like they do today That's right. No, it was – it's a very – I'm – it's weird how that one seems to – did it fizzle a little bit? Like, uh, No, I think it did pretty well. Okay, because yeah. I, I just don't, don't, haven't seen a lot about it. You know? I, I don't think it was in the, the, the talk on the street as much as other movies because mm-hmm. I know street talk. I know you do. And it was not on the street. You're no. street level, Chuck. <laughs> yeah. uh, Wendy also says It Chapter 2. I did not see that in Endgame. I really liked It Chapter 1. I think it was just one of those that I'll wait for the uh, – online edition. Same. I also read some not amazing reviews for it. I've and, heard different uh, things. Hodgman liked it better than the first one. Okay. I'm going to see it. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Robert Brower says Knives Out, Endgame, and Alita. Did you see Alita? No, but Paul uh, really liked that. That made his top ten. Yes. Yeah, Battle so did, Angel. Un- or so did uh, Richard Jewell. You didn't like Richard Jewell? Nah, I mean, mm-hmm. it was okay. I didn't mm-hmm. hate it. Mm-hmm. The acting was really good, but it's certainly not a top ten movie for me. Paul and, likes and, to keep him guessing. Yeah, he does. Uh, Paul's his own man. He really is. Uh, Marios Alexander Rotsides, one of our old friends. Uh, Marios says Jojo Rabbit, uh, number one, uh, Parasite, and Knives Out. Interesting. Most of these are like we got a pretty similar vibe with most of the uh, movie crushers. You know what? The only thing that bugs me about Jojo Rabbit is the name. It makes me every time I hear someone say it. You know this like teeny bopper YouTuber named Jojo Siwa? Nope. Uh, she's like someone my kid was into like maybe Ramsey's two years ago. No. You know her. You know what I'm talking no, about. No, he doesn't know. You don't know who Jojo Siwa is? I don't think so. Oh, well, she um, has a line of clothing at Target that looks like Oompa Loompas, basically. She wears these giant bows, and she's like sort of a weird hybrid internet personality and pop star, and she's like, you know, 12 or 13. Anyway, my kid liked her a year or so ago, two years ago, and now she like can't stand her. But her name, I don't, whenever I hear Jojo Rabbit, I think of Jojo Siwa. That was so interesting, Noel. You know what, Chuck? I'm trying to, <laughs> I'm just trying to hip you to what's going on with the kids, man. I can start doing like Scott Aukerman whenever, like, this is one of the funniest things on that show. Are you talking R.E.M. Remy is when Adam Scott is really saying something relevant about R.E.M. and kind of going on a little bit, but it's still really interesting. <laughs> Alkerman will just be like, oh, God, will you shut the fuck up? <laughs> He's just so mean to him on that show. It's uh, great. Yeah. In a funny way. Yeah. Uh, KBO, one of our old pals, Kelly Butler Olson, says uh, Knives Out was her favorite. Uh, I think I knew that. And then Yesterday, great. And The Aeronauts. It's the first one I've seen uh, mention that. I have heard that's really, really good. Is that animated or is it? No, it's a – I think it's a – What movie is that? It's a Hulu movie or Amazon movie, but it's about like hot air balloonists. Oh. And it's got that dude Eddie Redmayne in it sure, who I sure. think is great. And He's it, good. Apparently they get – it's like real harrowing. Like they get like – they go too high and the atmosphere is all freezing and oh, they're like, you know – Interesting. That looks good. It, it looks very uh, like adventure kind of, you know, movie. And it was on a list of – a critic who I liked um, out of nowhere, kind of. Yeah. So I, I want to see it. All right. I'm going to check that out, too. That'll be a good uh, streamer for me, I think. 
It's uh, only a streamer, I think. I mean, it's like, oh, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's one of the, yeah. Oh, well then, screw that. I want to see it only in a movie theater. Got it. <laughs> Christina Peck, one of her old friends, says, Knives Out, favorite movie, Star Wars, and Little Women. I'm going to see Little Women on Tuesday. I can't wait. Me it, too. It sounds really warm and fuzzy and delightful. It looks great. And Emily loves that story. And you know what Emily gave me for Christmas? Mm. Was uh, 12 movies, one movie a month in the theater with her. Oh, nice. Uh, she's like, I'm giving you my time because Emily never goes to the movie theater anymore because she works during the day when I go to the scene the matinees. And then at night, she's like, if we get a babysitter, I want to go out and have a nice dinner. I don't want to go to a movie. Right. So she said, I know going to movies is important to you. And so one movie a month. Oh, isn't that nice? That's called making it work, Chuck. Making it work. That's nice. So we're going to see Little Women next Tuesday. Cannot wait. I adore Greta Gerwig. Now, Gary M. Strange, Jojo Rabbit, favorite movie. Knives Out, number two. Apollo 11, number three. What? Hmm. Is that a movie, though, this year? Yeah, I, I saw it on someone else's list. Uh, is it a documentary, though? I'm I don't sure. know. Maybe so. I think it might be a documentary. Well, it has to be, right? Because, uh, oh, no, wait. What was the the... Ron Howard movie? Was that Apollo? Uh, that was Apollo 13. 13. Apollo 11 is the moon landing. And uh, that oh, was right. the, it was the anniversary of that this year. So was it the documentary on that? Or does he mean First Man? He probably didn't mean First Man. No, no. It? There's a documentary, uh, Apollo 11. It is a documentary, Apollo okay. 11. And also, quick plug, we're doing on the network a show called Nine Days in July that uses uh, audio from like Mission Control and from aboard you know, Apollo 11 that people have never heard before. And it's a really cool, immersive uh, podcast about the nine days of that mission. Mm-hmm. And you can catch it now wherever you get your podcast. Very nice, Noel. Nice plug. Uh, Patty Little Chang. What a fun name that is. Uh, Knives Out, favorite movie. Rocket Man, number two. Ford versus Ferrari, number three. Uh, Stephen Costello. Uh, Jojo, Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. I'm going one, two, and three, by the way, everyone, if you haven't noticed by now. Uh, Karen Petrick says Jojo, I'm sorry, Joker, then Jojo Rabbit, then Rise of Skywalker. Boy, people, we all like the same movies. Uh, here's a new one. Jeff Jones says Parasite, number one. Pain and Glory, number two. I really need to see that. That was a big one. And Knives Out. Yeah. Uh, What is Pain and Glory? Pain and Glory is, uh, uh, oh gosh, Antonio Banderas. He plays like a director uh, who's going through a midlife crisis or something. I don't really know. Is that Almodovar? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Got to see that one then. Yep. Yep. Uh, Cheryl Jones says The Lion King. Interesting. Favorite movie of the year. Uh, Captain Marvel. I Quite enjoyed Captain Marvel. Yeah, it was great. And Rise of Skywalker. Uh, here's another different one. M.D. Charn Lee says, Peanut Butter Falcon, number one movie. I've heard that's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joker and John Wick 3. We got a lot of uh, new uh, crushers going on here. Very cool. Soon to be old pals, I hope. Christopher Coronado says, Joker, Joker, and Joker. He loved it. It would seem so. Oldest of friends, uh, Robert Paulson, are... Uh, our good friend out in L.A. says, Dolomite is my name, number one. I haven't seen that yet. I haven't either. Did you see it, Ramsey? Yeah, it was good. Really? Yeah. All right, I got to check it out. Um, the Peanut Butter Falcon is number two, and Little Women, number three. Uh, another new crusher, Canem uh, Truax, or is that pronounced Tro? Yeah, Tro. <laughs> Tro? Maybe. Is it E-A-U-X? T-R-U-A-X. Now, I don't know about that. that. That's not a French O sound. Interesting. There's an E in there and an A. What a great name. Uh, Parasite, number one. Toy Story 4, number two. That was so good. And Captain Marvel, number three. And let me see here. Uh, we're running shorter on time, so let me go through a couple of more of these. Uh, Jonathan Holland, Knives Out, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. 
Colby Hardy, another new crusher. I love seeing all these new crushers. Jojo Rabbit, yesterday, an endgame. Uh, Liam Isaacson says, Booksmart, Avengers Endgame, and Free Solo. I think that was the previous year because that won an Oscar. But I just saw that recently. Do you guys see Free Solo? No. The documentary? Never heard of it. It's oh, it's about the climber. Yeah. Oh, boy. Great. Really good. Highly recommend. It is nerve-wracking, to say the least, to watch somebody do something where you're like, this guy going to fall and die right in front of my face? He's, he's not harnessed? Is that the deal? No, like, that's the whole deal. Oh, Free wow. solo. You're climbing without ropes. El Capitan. Like, <laughs> like, it's super intimidating Jeez. just watching it. I can't imagine. Getting anxiety just thinking about it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty, it's pretty nerve-wracking. All right, we're going to finish up with Paige uh, Stringham. I believe another new crusher. Welcome, everyone. This is fantastic. The Peanut Butter Falcon, number one film. Us, number two. And Jojo Rabbit as the number three. Uh, all right, guys, we're going to move on to our final segment. Uh, in real time, yesterday was Cage Day. What? Nicholas Cage's birthday. Oh, yeah. Happy Cage Day. <sighs> one day late. Uh, as this comes out, it'll be a couple of weeks later. But uh, What do you think he did for his birthday? Oh, Jesus. What did what does Nick Cage do on his birthday? I don't know. Because we know what he does the other days That's of what the I'm year. saying. So maybe he just had a quiet night at home. <laughs> you think? I don't really think that, no. Or he, like, you know, bought a panther just so he could hunt it with his bare hands. That's probably true. He does a lot of karaoke around L.A. He, there's a lot of, like, videos Are of him. Are you serious? Yeah, there's a lot of videos of him just, like, really giving it his all at, like, pretty small karaoke's. Wow. Uh, yeah, that'd be fun. I'd love to run into Nick Cage at a, at a Korean karaoke bar or something. Man, the best karaoke bar in L.A. is now gone. Uh, it was called The Smog Cutter. And it was just such a delight. It was one of these tiny, tiny little bars. Uh run by an Asian woman, and it was just the karaoke. There was no stage. You were just kind of standing in the mm-hmm. middle of everyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it was just wonderful. We used to say, uh, you want to go cut some smog? There you go. Whenever we went there. What's your go-to? We've talked about this. I know you got the uh, queen you do under pressure. Yeah. I kind of, you know, I try to mix it up. Yeah. I don't do karaoke much anymore. It's just I don't get out like that yeah. like I used to. I want to take it's you out to a karaoke. There's a, there's a really good one on Monday nights. Here? Yeah. That's at the the local, like down the street. It's a really good karaoke. It gets it gets fun. There's a lot of regulars that. that just like yeah. really give it their all. And there's sure. some really talented people that, that really are <laughs> selling it. to do it. I yeah. miss my karaoke days, my karaoke career. All right. Uh, so Becca Lou, one of our oldest of friends, uh, and she is tagged as a visual storyteller. Oh, my Lord. What is that? Mm. On Facebook. Maybe she's like a, a visual story, like a painter. Uh, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe Animator? she posts a lot of uh, pictures. Is probably what that means. I could mean that or art. Yeah. So Becca Lou uh, said, "Happy birthday, Nicholas Cage! What's your favorite Cage role?" And I told Becca I was going to steal this from her, and uh, she was delighted. So thanks, Becca, for that. Uh, Mike Snelling Jr. says, "Gone in sixty seconds." Before he got all Nick Cagey, uh, let me see here. What does Be- that mean? Well, I mean. As you would say, before he started leaning into Nick Cage. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's, that's why I like him the best. Well, sure. But apparently he doesn't. All right. Fair enough. Uh, Becca herself says, torn between Grug and the Crudes. Oh, I don't even know that movie. an animated. Uh, uh, Memphis and Gone in 60 Seconds and Balthazar and The Sorcerer's Apprentice. All very fun roles. Interesting. Uh, Megan Olney says, Raising Arizona. Uh, Sylvia Sanchez says, Valley Girl. Like, Totally. 
Uh, so does Julie Siggins Perez, Randy and Valley Girl, Swoon. Yeah, he was a, he had a look when he was young. Sort of that sleepy-eyed, mysterious guy. He's, uh, I mean, yeah. He was like a leading man type. It was a, kind of like a yeah. young, like a new James Dean or something. Yeah, I never really know? thought of him as being like a handsome, like super handsome guy, but... But he's got that. He's got those rugged good looks, you know. Like oh, that sounded like Nick Cage. Rugged good looks. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think he's a really interesting character, and and he's 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 a big part of uh, modern favorite? Hollywood, like mo- like what we know, you know, like uh, like our generation sure. of of film. Yeah, you know, he's part of a dynasty too. The whole with the Coppolas and all that stuff. Do you know? have a favorite uh, Nick Cage role? Um, Ramsey, do you? Raising Arizona or Wild at Heart. Yeah, Wild at Heart would be my Boy, favorite. Wild at Heart. Yeah, Wild yeah. at Heart. Sailor Ripley. Favorite. Yeah. I watched the shit out of that movie it's in college. It's a great movie. It's that was so on the weird. rotation for us, like late night. And we could quote, uh, me and my, uh, my roommate Eddie can still quote that movie almost verbatim. It's pretty pretty funny. Keith Edwards says, Face Off. Terrible movie, terrible acting, but so much fun. Yeah, Face Off was pretty fun. It's not a movie I ever want to see again. I rewatched it recently. Uh, it, really? It absolutely holds up just as like a total schlockfest. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it's it's another one of those ones where you're like, God, this was in, it was in the 90s, I guess, 93, 94, something like that. Movies were pretty bad. There were a lot of like, <laughs> I mean, you know, it's weird. Like those kind of action movies were quite over the top and campy and, and absurd that were in theaters. And, like, now it's much more uh, intentional when they do them like that. Like, Fast and the Furious kind of oh, knows right. what it Tongue is. Tongue in cheek or whatever. Whereas I feel like there were a lot of, like, 90s movies like Face Off that are maybe a little unintentionally bad. <laughs> like Ernest. Kind of. But not quite nailing it. Wasn't that John Woo that directed yeah, that? for sure. That was one of his first big, big American English uh, language yeah. films, wasn't it? yeah. Boy, I love those Hard Boiled and The Killer. I have not seen those. I just know. Oh, yeah. boy. You would love those movies, Noel. I need to. Ramsey, you've seen those, right? Yes, sir. Good stuff, huh? Yeah, great. I mean, Killer, yeah, Hard Boiled. Two, two classics yeah. of cinema. I mean, I remember seeing those in college, and uh, or maybe it was post-college, and just hadn't seen action like that before. Blew me, blew me away. Yeah. I was super excited when you made the jump to, I guess, American movies or whatever, but yeah. I don't know. I mean, he they're not as good. They're not as good. Yep. That Broken Arrow with Travolta and yeah, that's Christian right. Sanders. He did a bunch of those yeah, type of things. Yeah. Did. He did with the, one of the, I think the second Mission Impossible or was it the third? One, one of them th- he, that wasn't so great. Yeah. He is apparently remaking The Killers, The Killer himself. Oh. For American audiences, which is, that's weird that I, like, in, coming up, right. like, it's a it's production. Yeah, Chalyon Fat. Wasn't he? He was the yeah. killer, right? Yeah, he's awesome. Yeah, he was hard-boiled, too. But then Chow Yun-Fat yeah. kind of got famous in American yeah. movies, too. He had a little moment, didn't he? Yeah, like, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. I don't begrudge oh. that. Couch and Tiger, I think. That's right. That's yeah. a wonderful movie. I really love that movie. I haven't seen that in a long time. That oh, was great. I think it's just great. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. 
I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So... How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Our oldest of friends, Yvonne Baudet, says, favorite acting, leaving Las Vegas. Yeah, hard to argue there. Uh, favorite role, Caster Troy in Face Off. It's a fun movie. Very fun movie. Uh, Grant Woody says, Mandy and Raising Arizona are great. You know I love them in Mandy. I know you love your Mandy, Noel. Good stuff. Anna Shretha says, The Weatherman. I never saw that. Yeah, that's the one where he's a weatherman. I think it's like a family Isn't guy. it a, uh, it's a wonderful life scenario where he's something a, like that. He's a jerk and he has to like, you know, quantum leap around in time and make things right. <laughs> I might be mixing I, up my I memories. Never saw it. Uh, John Mills says adaptation. Yeah. Oh, God, of course. It's really hard. No, to, that's my favorite one. Yeah. No, I like that one better than uh, – uh, um, Wild at Heart. Wild at Heart by a mile. That's one of my favorite movies of all time. I, I yeah, of course. Did. That was your And it, you know why? Crush. I don't think of it as him because he's it's, he's it's, so, I didn't, it's. I didn't either. It's like acting. Yeah, <laughs> it's he's like, so disappeared yeah. in that role. Like I was I, I, when I saw it, I was like, wait a minute, was he in that? <laughs> oh, exactly. That's why it didn't like pop into my head. I'm thinking he's of Nicholas. It yeah, it's it's fantastic. Uh, John Shaw says Gone in sixty seconds. Philip Ashworth, old friend, says. Uh, Castor Troy and Face Off. People like Face Off. There's a lot to like. Vanessa Cashman says Valley Girl. I think there are uh, some ladies where, whose 
Like where Valley Girl is like a really, really big movie for what them. What is Valley Girl? Is that an 80s movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who else was in that? We talked about this before. Oh, I can't. I mean, it's, Nick Cage, it's a love story with Nick Cage, and I can't remember the woman's name. She was she was sort of a big actor in the eighties in a lot of those movies. Oh, what was her name? I don't know. Good movie though, and it had a hit song that went along with it from uh, Frank Mo- Zappa, Mo- Moon Zappa, yeah. his daughter. It was good. Uh, Andrea Solis Grant, uh, Garrett says uh, the same Valley Girl, Randy Forever. Yeah, he was handsome when he was young. He had a quality. Uh, Jan Hewling says Raising Arizona and Moonstruck oh yeah I forgot about Moonstruck so good uh, Lauren Barnes W says The Wicker Man I know everyone hates it but for some reason I love it Ramsey you chuckled did you see it yeah the I bees. mean was it fun bad at least or? oh yeah it's awful oh, okay. it's fun bad yeah there's one where he's in a bear suit punching women in the face yeah. there's a sequence where that's happening interesting well part of that is fun I always just think about the the bees just the bees scene. Right. That's. I think I need to see that just for funsies. Uh, yeah, I, 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 you know, you can actually do though. You don't have to watch the whole movie. Just go to YouTube and look up ridiculous moments in The Wicker Man, and there's, there's like a it. super cut. You know, that's <laughs> all you need. Todd Klein says uh, the Family Man as well. Uh, Bridget Nilsson says none. What? I, I think he is a really bad actor, like Harrison Ford. Wow, that is a hot take. I thought he was talking about a movie where he played a nun. Yeah. Right. Back, probably in his, back in his method acting days. Uh, uh, Gene McCool says Matchstick Men and was... The Orchid Thief. Wow, look at that. Not even going with adaptation. Well, that is adaptation, right? Yeah. yeah. The original title of the film was The Orchid Thief, though. Cause... Oh, right. That was, that was the name of the book. Yeah, but the it was – Right. He was commissioned, literally commissioned to write that. But in real life, mm-hmm. it was called The Orchid Thief because I read the screenplay early on. And it was Are you called told... The Orchid that's Thief. Right. That's right. But that's then right. they changed it to adaptation. Interesting. Because I think uh, the Orchid Thief might be a weird title for a movie. Well, no, for no, no, a mainstream audience. No, that's the whole thing, though. Like it, that's part of the story because he, he, his character was based on him. He was hired to adapt that book, The Orchid Thief. Yeah, and then I think he, they didn't think that would uh, draw in American audiences in the movie theater. Interesting. So they changed it to adaptation. But I also wonder if Susan Orlean maybe had something to do with it. Like wasn't on board and said like you can't. I don't call. think so. Okay. I think it was a creative choice. Interesting. Um. Because I'm trying to think of, of a movie called The Orchid Thief if mainstream audiences be like, what the hell is that about? I don't know. Stealing a flower? Maybe. <laughs> What's in it? Yeah. All right. We're going to finish up with Joe Garcia with uh, The Family Man. I need to see that. Quite a few people said that. Oh, The Family Man, not The Weatherman. Are those two different ones? I think there was a movie called The Weatherman. Ramsey's nodding. I think Nick you're Cage. right. So The Family Man is the family. Uh, no one said Weatherman. So that must not be you very said, good. You said the weatherman a minute ago. I thought I said family man. No, you said the weatherman. Did I? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Well, I only said it if someone else said it. I think someone else said it. Uh, but I, I had said I confused it with the family man because the family man is the one that's like uh, uh, it's a wonderful life. Okay. And the weatherman is something <laughs> else entirely. Uh, yeah, a few people did say weatherman. Ian Lyon says Gore Verbinski's underrated the weatherman. Oh, Anna Shretza. That's who said it, the weatherman. All right. I'm not crazy. Uh, that, Ramsey, what do you got? I was going to say, surprised no one mentioned Kick-Ass. He was fun. I thought he was. He did it. Oh, hard. that's right. Yeah. And technically Spider-Verse. Yeah. He's a big part of that movie. Oh, yeah. Who was he in Spider Kick-Ass? He was uh, the Batman, the dad who taught his kid to like literally Kick-Ass. Uh, was it, what was her name? <laughs> I forget the actress that was in that. Oh, it's uh, it's what's her name? Um, <laughs> Ooh, what's her name? 
Chloe? Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That was the second one, though, fun. wasn't it? Was it the first one? That was the first okay. one. I when he was I, in, and Jim Carrey took in the second. Right. I don't, I don't remember. think I saw the second one. I don't remember him at all from the first one. That's weird. I liked it. I, all I, right. I, yeah. We got work to do, everyone. I sure do. All right. Well, that's it uh, for today. We had some comic card questions, but we'll hold those for the next up uh, because we are out of time. So thank you, Ramsey. Thank you, Noel. Thank you, Crushers. Happy birthday late. Uh, one day, Nick Cage. Keep being weird. And uh, we'll see you next time. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabby Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. My whole life, I've been told this one story about my family, about how my great-great-grandmother was killed by the mafia back in Sicily. I was never sure if it was true, so I decided to find out. And even though my Uncle Jimmy told me I'd only be making the vendetta worse, I'm going to Sicily anyway. Come to Italy with me to solve this 100-year-old murder mystery. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.